0: A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to the Jewish crowds, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever and the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. The Jews quarreled among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? And Jesus said to them, Amen, amen, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, You do not have life within you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him. Just as the living Father has sent me, and I have life because of the Father, so also the one who feeds on me will have life because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, unlike your ancestors who ate and still died whosoever eats this bread will live forever. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus
1: Christ. St. John Henry Newman, Cardinal Newman as we know him, had a beautiful prayer that he would say when he came into the presence of the Blessed Sacrament. As we are here today, there's something wonderful about that light, isn't there? Wherever you go and you see it, you know that you're not in just an ordinary room, or an ordinary space. But someone's here. Someone's at home. Someone's really present. And the prayer that Cardinal Newman would say when he came into the presence of the Blessed Sacrament was, I place myself in the presence of him in whose incarnate presence I am before I place myself there. That's a nice thought, don't you think? It's pretty much true with any prayer, but especially in front of the Eucharist. I place myself in the presence of him in whose incarnate presence I am before I place myself there. I adore thee, O my Savior, present here as God and man, in soul and body, in true flesh and blood. I acknowledge and confess that I kneel before that sacred humanity which was conceived in Mary's womb and lay in Mary's bosom, which grew up to man's estate and by the Sea of Galilee called the Twelve, wrought miracles and spoke words of wisdom and peace, which in due season hung on the cross, lay in the tomb, rose from the dead, and now reigns in heaven. I praise and bless and give myself wholly to him who is the true bread of my soul and my everlasting joy. A beautiful way to come into the presence of the Lord, don't you think? Today's Gospel speaks of the Lord as the bread of life. St. John's Gospel at the Last Supper doesn't have an institution narrative as Matthew, Mark, and Luke do, because people were already celebrating the Eucharist. They knew it. they have been celebrating it for decades. But people were beginning to wonder and even then, and to doubt. So he includes this section in his Gospel. My Lord insists that he is the bread of life. Remember, he fed the 5,000. They wanted more of that bread. They wanted to fill their stomachs. They just wanted to eat. So keep giving us this, and we'll remain with you always. He tells them, no, I have something better to give you, a bread that will last forever. And they say, give us that bread that they don't understand. And finally, he says, I am the bread of life. I'm the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. That's the gift. But his people don't want that. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Four times he insists that unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man, and the word for eat, by the way, is to grind between your teeth, and drink his blood, you do not have life within you. He insists upon the reality of this sacrament. And so finally, as you know, we are told that many of his disciples no longer walked with him. This is a hard saying. Who can accept it? Did he call them back? No. He let them go because he meant what he said. He didn't say, oh, no, 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 this is only a symbol. I didn't mean it that way. He meant it literally. So many of his disciples left him in fact it's at this point for the first time in saint john's gospel that the name of judas is mentioned in fact we get the impression from what our lord said that this is where judas began to break he said there are some of you who will not believe the scriptures say he knew who he had chosen and mentions judas and then at the end he says did I not choose you, the twelve, yet one of you is a devil? And The Gospel says, He spoke of Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, for he, one of the twelve, was to betray him. So it seems that Judas broke here at the announcement of the Eucharist, and the last time we see him, he leaves the very night the Lord gives us the Eucharist. In any event, this is the great gift he has given to us, the gift of his body and blood. I know I keep coming back to this, I have since I came here, because all of creation really comes back here. Everything we do flows from it and comes back to it. Our world would be a very different world if everyone realized that, if the Eucharist were the center of everyone's life. Uh, Again, the way we know him. I said to our first communicants yesterday, He ascended into heaven, sent the Holy Spirit, and promised to remain with us until the end of time. He hasn't left. He is here. And this is where we find our center and always will. The Lord then concludes by saying, This is the bread that came down from heaven. Unlike your ancestors who ate and still died, whoever eats this bread will live forever. You know, when you read the lives of the saints, you begin to realize how the Eucharist was the center of it all. They weren't just nice people. They weren't just kind people. They were heroic people, but they were heroic because of the Eucharist was at the center of their lives. There's a story I remember. St. Thomas Aquinas as you know, he was a very large man. He was six foot four and very big boned. And um, when he was celebrating a, a daily mass, he and his secretary were traveling. The sacristan would always give him small vestments. And Saint Thomas never complained. And um, he had such devotion to the Eucharist. In fact, if he was having a problem thinking something through, he'd go and place his head on the tabernacle in order to make it possible for him to understand what he did not otherwise understand. Anyway, the sacristan always gave him small vestments, and his secretary said, can't you give him something larger? And the, the sacristan was rather adamant. Until one day, he came out, and St. Thomas, being St. Thomas, levitated during the Mass, during the canon of the Mass, the Eucharistic prayer, off the ground. Um, after that, the sacristan always gave him larger vestments. <laughs> But we see that in the lives of so many saints, that the Eucharist was a transforming power, as it can be in us as well. You remember now that great prayer of St. Thomas Aquinas? I always mention that on this day, uh, because it's such a beautiful prayer that he would say before he celebrated Mass or attended Mass every day. I don't think I remember all of it, but it's, uh, Almighty and ever-living God, I approach the sacrament of your only begotten Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, I come sick to the doctor of life, unclean to the fountain of mercy, blind to the radiance of eternal light, and poor and needy to the Lord of heaven and earth. Lord, in your great generosity, heal my sickness, wash away my defilement, enlighten my blindness, enrich my poverty, and clothe my nakedness. May I receive the bread of angels, the King of kings, and Lord of lords with humble reverence, with the purity and faith, the repentance and love, and the determined purpose that will help to bring me to salvation. May I receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ and its reality and power. Kind God, I receive the body of your only begotten Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, born from the womb of the Virgin Mary. May I be received into his mystical body and numbered among his members. Loving Father, As on my earthly pilgrimage, I now receive your Son under the veil of a sacrament. May I one day see him face to face in glory, who lives and reigns with you forever. And so, with you, I place myself in the presence of him, in whose incarnate presence I am, before I place myself there. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come before you as the people rejoicing in the Eucharist of your Son and trusting in your love and mercy. For the Church throughout the world, that her members will always reflect the body and blood of the Lord that they receive, be visible signs of what they handle. We pray to the Lord. For all nations of the Lord, that they may come to know the Lord in his body and blood. We pray to the Lord. For all those who are sick and suffering, that in their suffering they may be comforted by the Eucharist. For those who are greatly tempted, for those who have rejected this faith, we pray to the Lord. For a greater respect for human life, especially life in the womb, we pray to the Lord. For an increase in vocations to priesthood and the consecrated life, those young men and women who are motivated by the Eucharist will transform our world. For a greater reverence for the role of the Eucharist in marriage and a single life, we pray to the Lord. Amen. For our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, and for the American hierarchy, having spent time in the presence of the Eucharist and received the Lord, they may then be visible signs of his kingdom. We pray to the Lord. <coughs> Of the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, for all who have died in the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster, eternal rest unto them, O Lord. <coughs> May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed <coughs> for the end to the violence in our country For true peace and justice among peoples, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For an end to this virus, for all who are suffering from it, for our protection and preservation, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For all of us here, that as we receive the Eucharist and are present to the Eucharist, we may allow ourselves to be transformed by it. The world may see him in us. We pray to the Lord. Lord, We now join our prayers to those of the Mother of the Eucharist as we sing.